0: Welcome to the Daily Boogie.
1: Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening everyone, welcome. It's Monday night here on the Daily Boogie podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So much to get through. So little time, as always. Tonight's recommended drink, ladies and gentlemen, Uh, anything with huge amounts of vitamin C, tonight's recommended snack, penicillin on a pizza. Skull! joining us on the Monday night adjusted time edition of the daily boogie podcast it's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again I hope you had a lovely weekend because I certainly did and a lot of shit happened over the weekend we're going to cover as much as we can within the next two hour window thank you for joining us uh if you haven't yet please share the show out hit the crooked little arrow if you're on d live share that shit out to your facebook to your twitter to wherever you want to share it, to wherever your friends are, assuming you have any. I'm not going to make any assumptions. I mean, you're a listener to this program. You may be a little hard up in the friends department. I don't know. Not making any judgment. This is the place where you want to be. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, Pardon me. If you'd like to become a supporter of the show, then by all means, head to patreon.com slash bumper, Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course... If you would like to tell me about how you're in lockdown, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Boogie Bumper. So much to get through. Just fair warning before we get too far into, into tonight's program. I am on no sleep for like two days. Um, I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm on my third alcoholic beverage. Anything could happen tonight. I could get really ranty or it could go completely in the opposite direction. Some of the topics we're going to cover tonight, some of the news items we're going to cover tonight are to say the least. I mean, no nobody in this audience can say that they're surprised by what 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 I'm going to show you tonight. <laughs> Put it that way. We knew this was coming. We knew this was going to happen and to be quite to be brutally honest, I'm fucking sick of getting this shit right. I've really had enough of getting this stuff right. So I'd like to be wrong. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to leave a tip tonight, then the best way to do so would be dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Get some of those soury little suckery little lemons and leave them in my fruit bowl or streamlabs.com slash boogie bumper. So much to get through. Um, <clears throat> Pardon me. I'm starting to get a little dry throat. That's one of the symptoms, isn't it? This is the this is a funny thing. I had to go to a coronavirus meeting this morning. I had to go to a meeting of the whole company, which was like, at the time that I'm normally sleeping, that's why I'm on no sleep. One of the trappings of... Ah, JJ. (laughs) Thank you for the diamond, JJ Stoner. Yes, rest in peace, WrestleMania 36. Absolutely, there's no WrestleMania for the wrestling fans. There's no completion of the English Premier League season for the football fans. Uh, there's There's no NBA for the NBA fans. There's no uh, large music festivals in other parts of the world for the music fans. Don't, don't worry, everybody's getting screwed on this, except for the people who like to stay at home and not do anything. <laughs> They're going to be fine. Unless, of course, they need to take a shit. Then you're going to be in trouble. So I yeah, <clears throat> had to go to a coronavirus meeting this morning. It was an alert you have to be there. You must be there. Follow JJ Stoner, by the way. tv slash JJ Stoner. Had a great time in his show. It's good to see. It's good to see you back, like doing the daily thing. <clears throat> so we had to get everybody together in the whole company in the same space at the same time for a coronavirus meeting in which we were informed to practice social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the diamond gypsy where did you steal the diamond gypsy who did you steal the diamond from gypsy yep we need everybody here to gather in the same place at the same time and be within arm's length of, arm's length of each other all going in and out of the lunchroom all picking up the same pen to you know write down that their, their attendance was fulfilled to get everybody together to let them know that they should stay as far away from each other as possible. (laughs) Double Diamond Gypsy. Where did you steal the Diamond Gypsy? Who did you steal the Diamond from, Gypsy? Typical bureaucratic, uh, bureaucratic efficiency, Roxbox. Thank you for joining us. So we do have a lot to get through and I did put out the tweet earlier. Look, there is coronavirus stuff. It's unavoidable and... We're going to go over a little bit of it tonight, but I'm not lying when I say I really hate covering the same topic day after day after day. That's a genuine thing. I get really bored if I have to cover the same thing day after day after day. So <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you the option. I'll let you decide what you want to start with. We can either go straight into the coronavirus stuff or I can show you a video from down under which involves government going crazy and fining people for no reason. It's it's your choice. I, I, they're kind of similar. I'll, I'll Granted, they're similar in the effect, but you decide. Which one do you want? Press one in the chat if you just want to get straight to coronavirus. Press two in the chat if you'd rather get angry about something else first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the diamond, UK Neil. Follow UK Neil, dlive.tv slash UK Neil. He just finished up. Thanks for the lead-in, brother. He said, I robbed all the toilet rolls. It's, it's a wall of twos. Alrighty. Let's do it then, huh? It's a wall of twos in the chat. <clears throat> Believe it or not, I suspected that you might say two. <laughs> I thought that you may go down the two route. And this is actually going to feed into some of the topics that we're going to be discussing tonight in regards to, I don't know, your basic freedoms that you thought were enshrined in law, being stripped away from you, torn apart in front of your face, and then pissed on from a great height. like That's going to be part of what we're seeing here tonight. So this this first item that I have for you, thank you for joining us on the Daily Boogie podcast. Uh, this is a couple of weeks old now from March the 4th, but the law that they are discussing here is probably about 10 years old. And at the time when this law came out, as you can imagine, being the black shirt libertarian that I am, uh, I was most enraged to anybody who cared to listen. This is a horrible law. How the hell can they get away with this? We do have sex bots tonight. Iceman, you'll be pleased to know. Follow Iceman on DLive.TV slash Iceman4433. We do have sex bots coming up later on. Wherever there's a sex bot, story, uh, sex bot story, don't worry. I'm all over it. Thank you for the diamond voice of reason. Thank you so much. Very generous. So at the time when this law came out, I was most incensed, raging and ranting and raving to anybody who would care to listen. But that that's when I was a much younger, angrier man. That's when I was more of an activist. That's when I thought that we had a genuine chance to get people either to care about basic freedoms being pissed on or get government to stop pissing on basic freedoms. I've long given up that hope. Now I am well and truly, you know, taking the black pills. Now I'm well and truly given up. Now, I, now I'm now more than anything, I just want to laugh while the world, world burns because I've come to the realisation there's no stopping it. We are complete. We are fucked. It's just a matter of when, not if. And plenty of what I'm going to show you tonight is going to be tracking down that path. So allow me, if you will, to show you this story happening down under. And remember, this this law that they are only getting angry about now, that they're only giving a fuck about now, is more than a decade old.
2: I did not litter. At
3: all. The EPA has been acting illegally. It's the oldest legal principle in the book, innocent until proven guilty. Oh, yeah? Or so this Melbourne teacher thought.
1: (laughs) Innocent until proven guilty. Or so it would seem. (laughs) Again. Like, so so much of what we're going to cover tonight, it's going to be a convergence of daily boogie law, right? So many concepts, so many uh, topics, so many items that we've discussed previously are going to be coming up tonight and they're all going to feed into the conclusion at the end of the show. And one of the golden rules that we have on this program is, of course, it can't happen here. (laughs) People always say it can't happen here. And another golden rule that we have on this program is nobody really gives a fuck until it's far too late. So, again, just a gentle reminder that this law has been on the books in some places for over a decade.
2: It's not a fair situation where you get blamed for something you didn't do. I know. And get a huge fine for it. It's unbelievable.
3: It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. How is this happening? By all accounts, Sonia McDonald is an honest, hard-working woman mm-hmm. and says she's never been in trouble with the law, so you can... O- it's, always the ones,
1: it's always the ones who have never been in trouble with the law who seem to get screwed the hardest, isn't it? You
3: ever notice that? Only imagine her shock when... She imagine my shock. She received a fine in the mail for more than $300.
2: It's one of those things that is just taken from someone else's word. Mm-hmm. And that's not good enough. Yep. Someone can just upload some information that yep. just did not occur. Mm-hmm. And other people will get a fine mm. for it.
1: Yep. She swe- that's why I was against it in the first place. There's <laughs> black and blue? She isn't a litter bug. But- a litter bug, uh, for those who are culturally challenged, is somebody who throws trash on the street. Trash, uh, <laughs> you know, un- What's the, what's the term I'm looking for? Like I said, I'm on no sleep for like two days. Uh trash unclaimed trash. Let's put it that way. Unclaimed trash that has no clear owner that is just left on the street, that's called litter. And if you are somebody who leaves unclaimed trash on the street instead of the appropriate receptacle, then you are a litter bug. Thank you for-
3: I'll see you in there. But a member of the public snapped this blurry photo a of, of the public. car and sent it to Victoria's Environment Protection Authority. Yeah. Nowhere in the image can yeah. you see her yeah. doing the deed. So this is the photo up here, but you can't even see the number plate on your car.
2: No, there are no number plates visible in the whole photo.
3: <laughs> so they can't even prove that it was you?
2: No, they can't.
3: And clearly, inside a courtroom, that would not stand as evidence. No, it wouldn't stand up as evidence. The EPA in Queensland and New South Wales have similar services where people can dob in a litterbug Dobby online in a litterbug. or through a smartphone app. and Even app. rolling out ads to encourage people to report those doing the wrong thing.
2: <laughs>
3: it may
1: seem like a small thing. Thank you. You in Thank you for joining us, Turd Burglar. If you... It may seem like a small thing, but if I was going to normalise a society toward, I don't know, ratting each other out, this would be the way that I would do it. Ladies and gentlemen, they have a government-issued app for people so they can just take a picture on the street and then upload it to a government database, next thing you know, that person gets a letter in the mail with a fine and saying that you need to show up in court. What do we even need police for? What do we need surveillance cameras for when we empower the population to essentially become photo-taking vigilantes of their fellow, of their fellow citizens, right? <laughs> a government-issued app. Make the world a better place. Dob in, dob in your neighbours, dob in your friends, dob in your co-workers. <clears throat> Again, this has been going on for quite some time with no proof. You don't need proof. You don't need. You don't need evidence. Fuck evidence.
3: If we all work together, we can make a big difference. So invite others to register at the EPA website.
1: The photo. W- invite your friends to become environmental warriors
2: supposedly taken in a particular location but the photo that they have given me is in a completely different location it's about 15 minutes drive down the road
3: <laughs> their conduct is reprehensible if they're conducting
2: illegal reviews and it's pointed out to them yeah they don't and yet care. they continue they, they don't legally
1: that's right they then don't care. that's inexcusable it's inexcusable how do they keep getting away with this huh It is inexcusable. If this government department continues with its illegal activities, taking pictures of random people on the street and uploading those pictures without even proving who that person is or proving that they even committed a crime and then just sending them fines in the mail, you don't even have to have an officer hand you the ticket. We will send it to you in your letterbox. This is convenient. I mean, if this government department is going to continue carrying on in this fashion, I mean, I'll have to write them an angry letter. I'll have to. I mean, it's inexcusable. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. They just keep doing it. Who's going to stop them? <laughs> They're the government. We can do what they fucking like. Like, I remember remember saying this when we were doing shows about how they're going to crack down on people uh, online, how they're going to start, you know, kicking in doors for people who post things on Facebook and stuff. And I would say on this program, like months ago, you know, if you're in the United States, all the power to you. But if you think the constitution is going to save you, it's not. They'll find ways around it. They'll, they'll regulate the constitution into non-existence. What, the, what are you seeing now in regards to the coronavirus? You're seeing that exact thing play out. Constitution? Fuck the constitution. We don't need a constitution. Don't, didn't you hear? There's a, there's, a, there's a crisis. There's an emergency. Therefore, constitution doesn't apply. And that's where government departments like the EPA... And other departments, they'll just write up their own rules, and everybody will follow them. Well, because well, it's the government. What are we going to do? There's nothing we can do about it. I mean, sure, I didn't, I didn't commit the crime that I'm being fined for, but I mean, pff, what are you going to do? Huh? What are you going to do? It was always going to happen. They've been doing it to us for for a decade. You're just starting to get it. You're just starting to get a taste now of what's been happening around the rest of the West over the last 10 20 years in the end if people want to do if people want to screw you enough then they will find a way to do it and the sad reality is the majority of people either don't know what's going on or they don't care or they support it if you're somebody that knows it's going on doesn't support it and you care a lot you are in a tiny teeny tiny little minority of people i'm sorry to say And if I was lying, then it wouldn't be happening. If I was wrong, then it wouldn't be taking place. Simple as that. There'd be too too many people making too much noise, pushing back against it. The brutal truth of the matter is there isn't. So we congregate in these little communities here online and in other places, and we get really upset and we get really angry and we scream our tits off about the government sending people fines in the mail with no evidence, no proof. No witnesses, no interview, no official charge, nothing like that. Just here, pay us $350 because fuck you and nobody cares.
3: Lawyer Adam Cocaine helps people fight unfair fines through his company, Fine Defender.
1: In one case, um, after much complaining, the EPA provided a copy to me of the so-called witness statement. It wasn't provided by the witness, it was the witness's spouse It wasn't signed, and it identified the
3: alleged offender by their gender only. According to the latest available data.
1: (laughs) Are you picking this up? (laughs) We know, look, look, sir, we know that you committed the crime. We know that you're responsible for this littering, okay? We know that you've done what we're accusing you of doing. Well, how do you know? Look, we have a witness statement here written by the spouse of the witness who who identified that a man did it. That's all we need. <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> Isn't it a fucking riot, huh? Again, they don't care. They, they, they'll just keep doing it. Because nobody's going to stop them.
3: In a single year here in Victoria, the EPA issued six and a half million dollars. Ah, oh,
1: yeah, six and a
3: half million dollars
1: worth of fines. We don't know who's doing it. We've got no evidence. We've got no proof. We're not charging anybody. We're not. We don't have any witness statements. Six and a half million dollars in cold hard cash. Rolling in. Ring the in. bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for joining us, Woodchip TV. Thank you for the sub. Six and a half million rolling in the front door. <laughs> and all we have to do, it's the greatest thing on earth. All we have to do is send fines to people in the mail and they fucking pay it. <laughs> they just send us money. It is, a, it is a legislated Nigerian prince scam. It's no different. The, be- the, the beautiful part about all this is, if you are certain that you didn't commit the crime, you have to take a day off work to go to court to fight for your innocence. You'll have to go to court. You'll have to get a lawyer if you can afford one. So you'll probably, if the fine costs you $350, at the end of the day, defending yourself against the fine, it'll probably cost you double that.
0: <laughs> so
1: nobody does. It's a, it's a standover racket. It's like the Mafia. It's a protection racket. Thank you for joining us, Woodchip TV.
3: With the fines to litterbug drivers, that's a staggering 15,000 motorists.
1: 15,000 fines issued. 15,000 fines. You can buy toilet paper now, says Woodchip TV. I'm good for toilet paper. I'm, I'm fine. You know why I'm good for toilet paper? Because I went out and bought it a couple of weeks ago. So there's no problem.
3: (laughs) Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Get your cheese, man. Adam suspects the system, which allows the EPA to fine people based on the word of witnesses, could be causing many others to pay up when they shouldn't. Yep. If it's failed to comply with its own legislation and collected fines that were illegal, then it's required under the Infringements Act to
1: refund every single fine. It's not Victoria's
3: do that. EPA refused not to answer that. specific questions we sent them, saying you can report a person littering cigarette butts or other types of rubbish from a vehicle. When someone reports littering from a vehicle, our enforcement officers will investigate and take action. Well,
1: take action. Our enforcement officers, we will investigate. Makes it sound like there's something official happening, doesn't it? They refuse to answer questions. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me. Why are you issuing fines to people with no evidence and no witness statements and no charges being uh, laid? Why are you doing that? Yeah, fuck you. That's why. Because <laughs> we're the FBA. Fuck you. And again, like, you, you laugh and you're like, oh, that's happening down in Australia. That would never happen here. We've got a constitution. We've got a bill of rights. They're not going to do that kind of shit to us. As we wake to the news of several counties in California and other places banning more, groups of more than 50 people from being in the same place at the same time. Banned. Fuck you. But but uh, don't we have a right to free assembly? Yeah, fuck you. Fuck your rights. Who cares about your rights? I don't care. Do you care? Well, uh, not really. Can I get toilet paper? Sure. Do you care about your rights?
3: Nah. <laughs> if a person didn't commit the offence, they can dispute a vehicle littering fine, something Sonia has already done, which the. Onya, Sonia. EPA rejected.
2: It's our word against theirs. And if you haven't got the proof, how can they prove it otherwise?
1: <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to, darling. They don't have to, sweetheart. They'll just do it.
2: Usually expect to have. You know, sort of uh, evidence of wrongdoing. Why would
1: you expect to have evidence of wrongdoing?
2: That doesn't seem doesn't seem right.
3: So you signed a statutory declaration saying that you didn't do this. Stat-deck. I Stat deck. And the fine still stands. Yes,
2: they gave me three days extra to pay the fine. Ah <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yes. gracious of them how wonderfully how wonderfully charitable of the government department so if you don't know what a statutory declaration is it's an it's essentially um, like taking an oath in a courtroom right when you sign a stat deck you are saying to the legal system everything that i have put in this declaration is 100 truthful uh, there is no dishonesty you are essentially you know Um, putting something in under oath into a courtroom. It's the same thing legally, right? It's the same thing. (laughs) So you sign this stat deck to the government department, which is fining you with, again, with no evidence, no witnesses, just a blurry picture of your car not doing anything illegal. They don't even have the license plate, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody has just uploaded a picture of the back of your car, allegedly, because they can't even prove that it's your car. They've just uploaded a car that looks like your car to a government database. You get a fine in the mail. You sign a stat deck to say that this is absolutely not me. I can prove that it's not me. I am definitely not me. Yes, under the penalty of perjury and the good charitable people of the EPA give you three extra days to pay the fine. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. (laughs) Look, we realise that legally we don't have a fucking leg to stand on, so how about we come to some kind of arrangement here? How about we have a little compromise? Why don't you take an extra three days or so to give us the money that we are strong-arming you for, and then we'll make sure that this whole nasty incident goes away, okay? (laughs) Isn't it wonderful? (laughs) And you you wonder why I'm so pessimistic? You wonder why I'm so pessimistic? Like, and, you know, I get it. I get the hope porn thing. Because now I'm getting accused of pushing fear porn so often. I may as well start pushing back in the opposite direction. I get the hope porn thing. But when things like this are instituted, when things like this are cultural in government departments, ladies and gentlemen, to the point of, like... Again, no evidence, no charge, no witness statements, nothing. Just a blurry picture of the back of a car that kind of looks like yours. That's all they need to just drag money out of you. And, you know, people genuinely believe that if they elect one guy in one election, that it's all going to change. It's all going to go away. Like that to me is... That, that, that to me is hope porn of the highest order. That is triple X rated hope porn. How the hell do you think you're going to untangle something like that in one election? It's not going to happen. You're talking about bureaucracies that have their own culture. And bureaucrats know, this is, this is the, uh, the other sick little joke that they'd never tell you. Bureaucrats know it doesn't really matter who wins the election. It doesn't matter who gets in because they'll just do what they want and if there's if somebody comes in and they, they make all the sounds oh we're going to change everything we're going to get rid of all the bad people they know that they just have to lay low ride it out and then somebody else will get in and then it's business as usual it has always been this way and it will always be this way unfortunately unfortunately what well, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> they don't care they don't care about your rights. They don't care about the law, obviously. They just do whatever the fuck they want and you have to play along. And if you don't, more fines, maybe jail time. Isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful? All right. Let's get to our thing. You may, you may hear a puppy crying in the background because we had a new addition to the household over the weekend. I don't know if you can hear. I, I feel like racing out there and picking her up. A nursing her. So we, we had a, uh, we had a puppy arrive about a year ago. And we've since we decided to get uh, our first puppy, a little sister, but this little sister is far more, it's, it's funny. Like she's only eight weeks old, but you can tell already that there's a difference in personality. So the first puppy is incredibly independent, really stubborn. In fact, does what she wants very hard to train. We even had a professional trainer uh, spend a few days with her and said, like, this, this, the professional trainer trains problematic dogs. She's not a problematic dog, she's a sweetheart, but she's, she's just very difficult to train. And this professional trainer who, you know, gets trains dogs to stop ripping the faces off toddlers, that kind of a trainer, he came out like his hair was all frazzled, his shirt was untucked, and he said, ah, she's cheeky, she's hard, <laughs> even though she's a sweetheart. She doesn't do anything wrong. She's just cheeky. So she's incredibly independent. But this second one, this new one, uh, which you can probably hear crying out in the lounge room, she's in a little pen because I've got to do a show. Got to do a show, man. Uh, But she wants Daddy to go out there and pick her up now and nurse her to sleep because she doesn't like falling asleep unless she's cuddling Daddy already. See, she's very clingy. From the first moment I picked her up... The first moment I picked her up, she got her little nose and nuzzled it in into my chest and like like on my skin on my chest and fell asleep like instantly the first time I picked her up. So whenever something bothers her, she, she runs straight back to me and like tries to jump up on me to pick her up again. So she's a little baby. <laughs> so she's crying out there. She's like, what the fuck are you doing in there? I can hear your voice. Why aren't you coming to get me? <laughs> Go and get that puffy. No, it'll ruin the show. We're just going to get through the show and then I'll go out there and I'll give her all the love off camera. Because, you know, I've got a reputation to keep up here. I can't I can't have you seeing me going, oh, little baby girl. Oh. I can't have you seeing that shit. It's disgusting. I am a bad daddy. It's all right. I've come to peace with it. That's marriage for you. <laughs> this is wood chip TV. Let's get into our Corona Chan stuff. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, this I found incredibly joyous, um, overwhelming. I was so happy when I saw this, just for the pure irony. I got myself an irony erection when I saw this earlier today. Have a listen to this. The EU Commission President, Ursula von der Leyen. I'm assuming that she's Dutch with a name like von der Leyen. Von der Leyen says travel to the EU will be restricted in order to not spread the virus. Have a listen to this.
3: Um, We informed today our G7 partners that we propose to introduce a temporary restriction on non-essential travel to the European (laughs) Union. Why that? Because we think non-essential travel uh, should be reduced right now too in order to not to spread the virus further, be it um, (laughs) within the European Union or... Uh, by leaving the european union but also uh, to avoid non essential travels not to have more potential strain on our healthcare system
0: <laughs>
3: right
1: now iceman knows already where i'm going here he already can he can already pick up what i'm putting down with this uh cast your mind back to 2015 a little event known as the european migrant crisis ladies and gentlemen cast your mind back to the european migrant crisis where countless millions of unchecked people were just storming into europe and any suggestion that this would be i don't know less than less less than ideal say for the populations of European nations was met with, you're a Nazi, you're a racist, what the fuck is wrong with you, you xenophobe? We can't close our borders. We can't restrict travel. How dare you suggest such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) And various nationalist movements rose up in the wake of this in different countries around Western Europe uh, without really getting much traction. Like, none of them... Uh, Italy, one got elected, but they're under full lockdown now anyway because of the virus, so what do you have? Uh, Hungary got one. Uh, Marine Le Pen in France, she tried, but she didn't quite make it. Uh, The AFD in Germany have made a lot of ground, granted, but Angela Merkel's party still won the main election in Germany. So, (laughs) and Germany was bearing the brunt of the migrant crisis in the first place, so... We here in the EU believe in a- having access for every peoples, wherever they come from, whether it's Northern Africa or Syria or the Middle East. We do not think it would be wise to shut our borders. We need to open our hearts. We have unity. We have unity and empathy. Please think of the children. Fast forward to 2020. A few people get the sniffles. few people get a runny nose all of a sudden. Well, we think we should shut down all travel within the European Union and not let anybody from outside the European Union in. And also, we're not going to let anybody leave. (laughs) Isn't it fucking wonderful? Isn't it great? So, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Europe, this is essentially the situation. You're not allowed to stop anybody from coming into Europe like from North Africa, from the Middle East and whatnot, if they claim refugee status. Your governments in Europe refuse to stop people coming specifically from a an area of China that was allegedly, you know, infested with this coronavirus. They refuse to stop anybody coming in for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. Just let thousands of people fly around, mingle, do whatever they got to do. And now that the virus has made it to your countries, with you and your your new migrant arrivals sharing, sharing your countries, sharing your homelands, as you should because you're not Nazis, as this is taking place, you're now being informed by your own European Commission that you're not allowed to leave now. You have to stay here. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? What the hell do you do? And there's going to be so many people. So many people who unironically support both premises. That anybody should be allowed in and nobody should be allowed out. They're gonna love it. They're gonna think it's the best fucking they're gonna it's gonna be they're gonna be happy as a dog with 10 dicks to lick. Because of this. And just as I say that, the little one has stopped crying. Ah, oh, see? Tough love. Tough love. Oh, it gets better. It gets so much better, ladies and gentlemen. <sighs> UK Neil's in a chat. Might have to get UK Neil if we can, maybe get you on later in the week. And tell us a little bit more about what's going on over there with Boris. I know you've been disappointed with Boris and I hope to Christ that you don't get uh, similar treatment to what I get when I question, you know, the conservative government here in my country, Neil. You know, the kind of, you know the kind of reaction where it's like um, just because he's got a conservative title next to his name means that we have to defend everything he does all the time? Because I've noticed you've been going a little bit hard on Bojo of late, so I hope to Christ that you don't get the same kind of treatment for telling the truth. <laughs> have a listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, from the UK. And bear in mind, I want you to remember part of the law that we have on this show, that being... The old, that old chestnut, it can never happen here. It will never happen here, ladies and gentlemen. Lockdown or lock up, public face £1,000 fine or jail if they refuse coronavirus tests or quarantine. <coughs> yep, that's right. You heard it correctly. England, ladies and gentlemen, the United Kingdom the country which literally came up with enshrining individual liberty into law, dating back so far as the Magna Carta and then various adaptations of it as we move down through the ages to where we are now. In, it, that the, the school of thought that English liberty, the, the American uh, individualism and American liberty didn't just, it wasn't invented in a vacuum. It was off the back of what the English did hundreds of years earlier, right? Well, guess what? If you refuse to be quarantined by the authorities in England now, you could very well find yourself being thrown in jail. Oh, yes. Yeah. Can I get a hell yeah? Police could jail or fine people £1,000 if they refuse to be tested or quarantined for deadly coronavirus. It's for your protection. Exactly, Brave Bigot. Authorities will be granted emergency powers to be announced next week... Emergency powers. (laughs) (laughs) It's an emergency. (laughs) Oh, we're being featured by D-Live. Thank you, D-Live. Thank you so much. Authorities will be granted emergency powers to be announced next week, which will allow cops in England, Wales, to use reasonable force to detain people who could infect others. That's right. When you're walking around your local area ladies and gentlemen and you see some of the brave boys in blue patrolling the area probably looking for people who post nasty things on Facebook they may be looking for those kinds of you know detestable individuals uh, be sure not to cough near one because you might, you might be going home in the back of a divvy van as they say at the cricket this comes as the UK death toll surge to what 37? 37? <laughs> I'm so glad. If you if you haven't noticed, we've got a new playlist now. We've gone back to our more traditional daily boogie styles, the more traditional boogie bumper styles with just a little bit of smooth, soft jazz the background, and it's so appropriate for this kind of thing. It's actually keeping me level. The death toll surged to 37, so we should be absolutely allowed to lock anybody up when we feel like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all it took. Thirty-seven deaths. Hey, what about what about all the stabbings that happened in London last year? Shouldn't we stop immigration for that? What are you, some kind of Nazi? What are you, some kind of xenophobic? Hmm. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> Published on. <laughs> I can't believe it. Well, I can't believe... We knew this would happen. If you're a long-time listener to the program, we knew all this was coming. I'm not surprised. And I'm not surprised that nobody cares, and I'm not surprised that nobody's talking about it, and I'm not surprised that nobody's doing anything about it. And I won't be surprised when all of these, you know, particular laws are in effect in not only the UK, but every Western country, Australia included, the United States included. And I won't be surprised when the corporate media does nothing but promote the laws, and I won't be surprised when everybody else who's, you know, so tied to their partisan wagon now, uh, will just support whatever their government says is a good idea because that's where we are right now. Nobody really cares. Nobody cares. Published on the government's uh, website, the Health Protection Regulations 2020 says people can be held for up to 14 days in a secure hospital or any other suitable location. And if they leave before the isolation period is up, they could be arrested and taken into custody. (laughs) Failure to comply... Oh, I love that kind of legal lingo. ...is a criminal offence and could lead to a fine of up to £1,000 and imprisonment if the penalty is not paid. Do you remember when we did the story about eight months ago of the chap walking down the street in London I know I've referenced it before you can find it on my YouTube page the chap walking down the street in London a black van a black government issued van with cameras on the roof taking pictures of everybody walking past the van and uploading those pictures to a government database so one chap walks past and he does what would come naturally to me as well when I see I don't know, uh, unmarked black vans taking pictures of people My natural instinct would be to cover my face. Because who the fuck are you and why are you taking my photograph? When he covered his face walking past this van, he was promptly uh, stopped by at least, I think it was about half a dozen police officers for this one dude who cornered him up against a shop window and began to interrogate him. Why are you covering your face? What, have you got something to hide, huh? Have you done something? Are you a criminal? And he's like, no, I just don't want you taking my fucking picture, mate. I just don't want you taking my picture, all right? You got a problem? What's fucking going on here? What are you taking everyone's picture for? I don't want me picture taken. So they issued him with a fine for disturbing the peace, for which he now has a record. At least in the UK, they actually give you a fine for not having your picture taken. Here in Australia... Somebody can just upload the pic a picture of the back of your car to some database and you'll get a fine sent to you in the mail. They'll just send it to you in the mail. Isn't that great? <laughs> At least you have to take a picture in UK. I guess they're ahead of us. <laughs> Those suspected of having the virus must consent to giving blood and having their throat and nose swabbed the report says, "I oh, don't you love it. You must consent to giving blood." <laughs> I see. Here I was. I'm such an idiot that I thought consent was a voluntary thing. No, no, no. We're changing that definition as well. We're changing that definition, you see. That was the pre-health crisis uh, definition of consent. Consent in the future means give us what we want or we'll throw you in prison. Consent to our demands or you go to jail. That's what consent means now. I just want to make sure that we're all clear on the new meaning of consent. It's great, isn't it? What do you got to worry about? Absolutely wonderful stuff. Uh, as, As usual, ladies and gentlemen, everything we refer to here will be in the show notes on the Podbean website. Thank you for joining us, people on Podbean too. Coronavirus, we're still in the UK. Emergency law could include powers to detain people suspected of being infected. The reason I got this one was because of the government language here. Health Secretary Matt Hancock is to provide details of the emergency plans, emergency plans, in a written statement to Parliament ahead of the introduction of the bill in the House of Commons on Thursday. No official confirmation has been provided of the measures envisaged to bolster the authorities' response to the outbreak. We're bolstering our response. <laughs> yes. The government... Oh, yes, it gets juicier. The government is expected to take on powers to halt any vehicle or aircraft and to close ports if it proves impossible to maintain border security because of sickness among customs and immigration officers. For 50 years, ladies and gentlemen, in the country, in countries like the UK and Australia and the United States, people have been calling for an end to radical mass migration. Saying this is the biggest experiment that any society has ever taken on in human history. Why are we going so fast down this route? Don't you think we should wind it back a little bit? Of course, you would be a Nazi and a bigot and a xenophobe if you had such an opinion. Thank you i see you in there. And for all that time, people who thought that they were lobbying the government to get some kind of change to immigration law through, they were told that it's too difficult, we must have this, it has to be this way, I'm sorry, you're just a Nazi. There's nothing that can be done. It takes too long. Then the coronavirus happened. Then Corona Chan graced us with her presence. And all of a sudden, within a matter of days, we're just shutting all the ports down. We're shutting down the immigration system. Isn't it great? (laughs) Who knew? It's so easy. Of course, there is a downside. Before you get too excited about, you know, the new immigration reforms, I, I must warn you, there is a downside. Uh, the police can arrest you for any mu- for uh, if you appear to be suffering from flu-like symptoms. You can be arrested by the police. You can be thrown in prison if you don't consent to give them your blood, and you're not allowed to leave. I know. You gotta take the good with the bad. Doctors may be enabled to provide medical certificates detailing the cause of death without having seen the deceased person. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this anymore. I cannot do this anymore. We're going to have to cancel the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyone see a problem with this? So we're going to issue cause of death notices without even looking at the patient. We issue fines without even looking at the, looking at the witness statement. We issue fines for no reason whatsoever. And when somebody dies, eh, we'll just say whatever we want. Nobody cares. ministers aim to rush the legisla- uh, legislation through both houses of parliament by the end of the month it is expected the entire package will be subject to a sunset clause limiting its application to what would you think what would you think would be a reasonable time length of time ladies and gentlemen for this emergency power to just arrest whoever they want and throw them in prison what do you think would be an appropriate time to allow this emergency law to be in effect Put, put, put your answers in the chat, what you think. Two weeks, three months, six months. What do you think is a reasonable amount of time? I'll give you a minute. Two months from rockin' America. Okay, digging it. 15 seconds from Tiara. That may be a little short. A ride home. It's not a reasonable period. Okay, you're not getting into the spirit of the game here. Two weeks from Jules. Okay, three weeks, four weeks. Okay, good, good. All right, you're all way off. This emergency law, (coughs) emergency law, that the UK is now putting in place, rushing through Parliament, where they can arrest anybody for any reason, essentially, if they're suspected of having the coronavirus, which, again, like we need not tell you, has been argued in the press recently, you can be asymptomatic, meaning that you don't display any kind of symptoms whatsoever. So being suspected of having the coronavirus can be as simple as you were in the same place at the same time as somebody who had it. So this emergency law that the UK is bringing in They will allow, the the police will have the power to arrest anybody who is suspected of having the coronavirus. And if you refuse to be tested or you refuse to be quarantined, you will be thrown in prison. This emergency law, ladies and gentlemen, will last for two years. (laughs) (laughs) Two years. That is a long time for an emergency. (laughs) Two years. Really? But I wouldn't even, <clears throat> I wouldn't even be concerned about it. You know why? Because after the, we've seen sunset clauses before, uh, you'll remember, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States in December last year, there was a sunset clause to let various data collection aspects of the Patriot Act just fade off into no, into nothing. Various aspects of the Patriot Act were going to expire in December last year. And under the cover of darkness, both houses of Congress and both sides of the Senate agreed that it should be extended and it was sent to Donald Trump's desk and he signed it. Yep, we're going to keep on doing it. Sunset clause, the sun never sets on the infringing of individual rights, ladies and gentlemen. So there you have it. And I hear you saying, it'll never happen here, books. It'll never happen here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Irrational Times in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Irrational Times. Follow Irrational Times on dlive.tv slash Irrational Times. Always good fun. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying because it's the the thing that we've said so often on this show. Uh, It's barely worth repeating, but I'm going to keep repeating it just because it annoys people who disagree with me. People like to say it will never happen here. It'll never happen here, Boogs. But we've got a constitution. We've got a Bill of Rights. It'll never happen here. They can't just arrest people for no reason and throw them in prison. Fine them for $1,000 if they refuse to be quarantined for two weeks, even though they aren't necessarily sick. That'll never happen here. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to show you this dystopian nightmare No, this isn't Iran. No, this isn't Iraq. No, this isn't an Eastern Bloc country behind the Berlin Wall. No, this is Bourbon Street in New Orleans. New Orleans. Home of jazz and blues and alcohol and prostitution. And a whole bunch of other wonderful things. Uh, This was Bourbon Street over the weekend. Have a look at this. Yes. A cavalcade of police cars, ladies and gentlemen. A congregation of police cars. Rusty's in the chat going, no way. Yes way, Patriot. Yes way. Innocent people out on the town... Just wandering about, it's a it's a night spot, Bourbon Street, right? Going into bars, watching live music, just enjoying the night. In comes a caravan of police cars, ladies and gentlemen, sirens blazing, <clears throat> and over the loudspeaker, over the bullhorn, ladies and gentlemen, you are. This is a prohibited. This is a prohibited gathering gatherings of this magnitude are now prohibited in new orleans please go home please leave the city you are what was it you are you are putting the public in danger you are putting the public in danger but it'll never happen here boogie it'll never happen here you don't understand you're just a foreign idiot you don't understand you know you'll never understand this i've been told this by friends who are american by friends You will never understand because you're not an American, you see. We've got guns. We've got the Constitution. We've got the Bill of Rights. We are born to rebel. And we will never put up with this kind of police state stuff that you idiots put up there because you gave your guns away. That's not true either. But we would never put up with the kind of stuff that you put up with. We've got the Constitution. We've got the Bill of Rights. It will never happen to us. Never, ever, ever. Mhm. And you just, and I just, you just don't understand because you're not an American, because you weren't born here. That's why you've got it wrong. Ah, okay. Uh, let me show you what's happening in New Orleans again. of Reason in the chat says, to be fair, there will come a point where they will overstep and Americans will revolt. We're just not there yet. I don't know. I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I think civilization doesn't fall with a revolution. It doesn't fall with a rebellion. It falls with a whimper. I mean, if this is acceptable, if this here is, is okay... If this here is okay. Uh, Liz in the chat says, New Orleans is Dems though. Cool. Um, You're going to need them to rebel too, right? You're going to need them to go along with it. Otherwise, it's not going to be much of a rebellion. (laughs) A lot of cops are Dems. A lot of military men are Dems. So you can have the cops rolling down, breaking up. It's not a riot. It's not a protest. It's just people wandering around on the street. Please go home to your hotel or your home. You are putting public safety in jeopardy. Again, I'm reminded of another part of Daily Boogie Law. Where I said, eventually people will get sick of this. Eventually people will rebel against it. Eventually people will say they've had enough. And I was told, no, no, they won't. No, they won't. They will build their own prison cell. They will lock themselves in it and they will throw away the key because somebody is promis- uh, promising them it will keep them safe. Can you not see it happening before your eyes? Well, hey, Maybe I was wrong. M- maybe one day somebody will rebel against something. But at this point, there isn't much left there's not much left what will what what will they what will it take what will they have to take from you in order to get to that point people who think that there's going to be some kind of organized rebellion what will it take this isn't enough I found this beautifully ironic African countries shut doors against Europe and America to combat coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> so while... Europe and the United States are being told that you mustn't you mustn't uh, stop people from Africa from coming in to your nations. You must not stop people from coming into Europe. You must not stop people coming into the United States. You've been told this repeatedly for 10, 20 years. Joy of Pessy. Thank you for joining us. Follow Joy of Pessy on DLive, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. DLive.tv slash Joy of Pessy. Always a pleasure to have the Joy Boy in. Thank you for joining us. So while you've been told the United States for the last 10, 20, 30 years, we've been told the same thing here too in Australia. The Europeans have had the same story given to them. You're not allowed to refuse anybody from North Africa, for example, West Africa. You're only allowed to refuse South Africans. They don't get a ticket. Fuck them. (laughs) But every other part of Africa, open the floodgates, let them all in. We have tremendous uh, empathy for people from other parts of the world. So now that Europe is in the grips of coronavirus, ladies and gentlemen, the African countries have decided to return the favour by the saying... Ring and get your cheese, man. <laughs> Thank you for the sub, KB. The African nations and the leaders of the African nations have decided to return European hospitality in spades to the Europeans by saying, don't even think about coming here. We do not want you here. You are infected white demons. Don't you come into our fucking country. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How dare you?
1: Africa has so far recorded ve- relatively few coronavirus cases compared to the rest of the world, probably because, let's let's put it this way, uh, the African administrations in places that look like this are probably not very well equipped to have, I don't know, wide-ranging, far-reaching testing protocols. Is, would that be a fair way of saying it? Africa so far recorded relatively few coronavirus cases compared to the rest of the world, but governments across the continent are taking no chances as they race to stop the spread of the virus to their shores. (laughs) Sudan. The Sudan. Sudan has sealed off all seaports, land crossings, and airports. A spokesman for Sudan's Transitional Sovereign Council, Mohammed Al-Faki Suleiman, that's his name, Al-Faki, said in a press statement Monday. The council has declared a state of medical emergency and formed a committee that will prevent the spread of coronavirus into the country. The committee will receive citizens stranded in land crossings and prepare places for them to go into quarantine in the country, which has so far recorded one case of COVID-19, according to the African Centre for Disease Control. I didn't even know they had a centre for disease control. There you go. You, You learn something new every day, huh? Twenty-seven. I wouldn't have thought so, you know, based on available evidence. Twenty-seven African countries have recorded. Get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub jewels. Twenty-seven African countries have recorded only three hundred and forty-seven coronavirus cases. Four countries—Egypt, Algeria, South South Africa, and Morocco—account for more than one half of the novel coronavirus cases on the continent. Many African countries are shutting their airports and land borders to keep people out from countries that have a high number of coronavirus cases. Hundreds of international flights have been cancelled, schools have been closed, and travellers from coronavirus-hit countries have been restricted or in some cases banned from visiting countries in Africa. (laughs) I hope African countries close up their borders to all the majorly affected countries because we know the west would would ban travel had coronavirus started in Africa. Holy shit, the balls on these people. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that the we all know that Europe we all know that the Europeans would stop Africans and North Africans from going to Europe freely. So we aren't letting those fuckers in here. <laughs> Isn't it great? What a time to be alive. So I put this tweet up earlier, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm very disappointed in all of you. I'm very disappointed in the results here. I asked, Since the coronavirus has shut down open borders in Europe, exposed the banking credit system, cost multinational corporations billions of dollars, and got everyone to take China seriously as a threat, who would you rather vote for to be world president? And 91% of you said Donald Trump over 8.3% of you who said Corona Chan. I'm very disappointed in all of you. This proves to me that people care far more about personality than they do about results. Corona Chan closed the European borders. Corona Chan has exposed the banking credit system. Corona Chan has cost multinational corporations billions of dollars. Corona Chan has got everybody to take notice of China. Not Donald Trump. <laughs> but they're just going to vote for Donald Trump. Bocker Bradley voted for Corona Chan. Thank you. We need your vote. Corona Chan 2020. 91% really? Corona Chan closed the borders in Europe. Not Donald Trump. <laughs> Corona Chan is the real nationalist. Yeah. Uh, let's let's keep rolling, let's keep doing this, huh? Australian leaders consider ban on groups of more than 100 to try and halt coronavirus. Don't worry, it'll never happen here. Australia's newly minted national cabinet will consider banning groups of more than 100 people in enclosed areas when it meets on Tuesday as it responds to the rapidly escalating spread of coronavirus. The proposal, which was first flagged with state and territory leaders on Sunday, comes as the federal government prepares to unveil a second stimulus package. Yes, that's right. Because one stimulus package is never enough. $1.5 trillion in the United States is not going to be enough. Need to keep printing that sweet, sweet do-re-mi. <laughs> Tiara in the chat with Savage. If Corona Chan killed more gays, I would vote for Corona Chan. <laughs> holy, holy cow. Well, that kind of bigoted behaviour can never be accepted here on the Daily Boogie. I disavow. I disavow. Of course. (laughs) Government modelling shows that with quarantine and isolation measures in place, Australia could see between 40,000 and 80,000 cases a day by August between 40,000 and 80,000 cases a day by August, which with estimates as high as 300,000 cases a day by July if the disease is allowed to spread, quote, unmitigated. The potential further restrictions on smaller group gatherings indoors comes after the National Cabinet of Federal and State leaders agreed on Sunday to ban events of more than 500 people. So on Sunday, they announced they're banning 500 people. On Monday, eh, let's make it 50. Let's just make it 50. I'm starting to get the impression that they're kind of just making this up as they go along. What do you think? I mean, from 500 to 50 in 24 hours, it doesn't feel like a lot of observation has gone through. Have we done any analysis here? Is anybody taking notes? Who's taking notes of this fucking thing? Trump just said ten today, did he? <laughs> <laughs> so now we're down to ten. This, my word, this is accelerating, isn't it? <laughs> but I want you to know, I want you to know that the Prime Minister of the uh, the Australian government is taking this very seriously. Here he is. Scott Morrison, uh, a conservative and yes, if you're one of these people who says that uh, you must not attack, you must not criticise anything that conservative politicians do because then you're helping the left, I'm sorry you're not going to appreciate this, perhaps you best go out, cover your eyes put something over your ears until the scary part of the movie is over maybe if you have an adult with you at this point in time, maybe ask them to turn the volume down for you give your belly a little rub Make sure that you're not, you know, turning into a crumpled mess in the fetal position on the floor, covered in your own tears and snot and piss and shit, which is what babies do. So if you're one of the babies, that's okay. I'll give you a minute to just step out of the room because this part you may not enjoy. I'm sorry. For the rest of the adults who can control their bodily functions and their emotional responses to things, allow me to illustrate for you a picture of conservatives uh, conservatives in power in the united in in australia pardon me i'm still going to the footy <laughs> scomo's weird take after announcing crowd ban plan you see let me give you a little rundown what happened here is scott morrison who's a big fan of a team called the cronulla sharks in our football league here uh He made the announcement on Friday that groups of 500 people are going to be banned. So you can't get together in more than 500 people. But the day after the ban, he was still going to the football game. (laughs) Because fuck you, that's why. No, no, no. I mean, you can't go to the football. You shouldn't be in crowds of 500, now 50, now 10. You shouldn't be doing that. But me, I mean, let's be honest here. I'm the Prime Minister. I'm going to have a team of people sit around me so I won't have to mix and mingle with you peasants, you infected peasant scum. I won't have to go near you. Uh, Somebody else is going to be paid to go to the tuck shop to get my sausage roll and my meat pie and my cold beer and my beverage and bring it to me. It will be tested for me. And then after the game, I'll be whisked away in my sterile driver, you know, chauffeur-driven car back to my safe house and then the rest of you are free to get infected. The rest of you are fine. But I won't be mingling with any of you. I'm still going to the football because I enjoy it. As many people do. But, I mean, just because I'm there doesn't mean I'm one of you. <laughs> so you shouldn't be going to the football. But I will. It's good, isn't it? It's leadership. Prime Minister Scott Morrison declared his intentions to in- attend Cronulla's round one NRL match against the Rabbitohs on Saturday just moments, up, moments after outlining the government's advice to ban large crowd gatherings from next week. The PM revealed his government's directive that all non-essential gatherings of 500 plus people should be restricted or cancelled as of Monday during a nationally televised press conference on Friday afternoon. <laughs> so we're starting it on Monday because i have got to go see my team play. No, that looks that is closer than six feet but that's an old picture you see that's from last year it comes as the nrl and afl held crisis meetings to address the rapid global spread of the coronavirus which has already shut down the australian grand prix the nba and several high-profile sporting leagues worldwide and a shout out to our wrestling fans in the audience yes wrestlemania is done cancelled banned you're out of there we will be advising against organised non-essential gatherings of 500 persons or greater from Monday. These events that we are seeking to advise against and restrict are for non-essential gatherings. Non-essential. What is essential? What is an essential gathering of more than 500 people? Protests aren't essential. <laughs> I can't wait till I can't wait till they pull out that chestnut. Uh, we're banning protests. Why? Because you don't have to protest. That's not essential. Why don't you write a letter? We can send you a fine in the mail without any evidence whatsoever, with no witness statement whatsoever, just a blurry picture of the back of a car that kind of looks like yours, send you a $350 fine without ever charging you, and you need to pay it. If you sign a a statutory declaration claiming that you're not there under threat of perjury, we'll give you an extra three days to pay the fine. What the hell do you think a protest is, is, you know, required attendance for? What are you, mad? I want to show you something. This was a lot of fun. This was sent to me by a friend. Um, for those of you who don't know who Alan Jones is, I, I generally don't have a problem with this guy. Uh, Alan Jones is like the Australian Rush Limbaugh, okay? Some of you may have heard his voice before. Um, every now and then somebody tweets out something that he says when he's raging. When he's going off against the, the socialists and the communists, and the socialists are trying to take our rights away. And the feminazis, ladies and gentlemen, when he does something like that, what is all What is all of this ridiculousness with the feminazis trying to take over our schools? Something must be bloody done. Something has to be done. We're sick and tired of people telling us how to live our lives. He's one of those kinds of guys, right? Which, you know, is fine. So somebody sent me this. <laughs> After the announcement came through that, uh, you know, Football was getting banned. Sporting events were getting banned and whatnot. I thought this was very funny. Come on, Alan. Give us your best. Give us your best shot.
0: Even Hamilton Island. You having a holiday? Well, it's raining. Forget it. Yeah, forget it. There's been a little bit in the southeast. The Gold Coast Seaway got 27 millimetres. Brisbane Airport, Birraburrum. A little, so little bit of a weather report all, first. So there we are. Reasonable, reasonable weekend. Now, look uh oh i give up i'll be talking to the prime now i never I give, give up. up i'll be talking to the prime minister later this morning mm-hmm. and i think the prime minister has done outstandingly but he's about the only one talking psychological sense <laughs> he's done outstandingly he's
1: done outstandingly quick reminder this this guy this prime minister We're banning banning gatherings of more than 500 people, but only after I get to go watch my favourite team play football. (laughs) And now we're banning gatherings of 10 people. This Prime Minister, who refused for the first month of the coronavirus scandal to do anything at all. Nothing. We covered it on this fucking podcast, where thousands of people mainly Chinese students who attend uh, Australian universities and pay top dollar for the privilege, so much so that it is is the third largest industry in this country. You have housing, you have mining, and then you have the foreign student program. These are the three top billers that make us the most money in Australia. (coughs) So while they refused to do anything and allowed thousands upon thousands upon thousands of Chinese students to fly in from the affected area back into Australia... The day when universities went back, that's when they closed the airports. While they were flying in, uh, we heard from the top health officials in this country that scanning people, testing people for some kind of virus or some kind of symptom was a pointless endeavour. There's no point to it. Don't be stupid. We'd be wasting our time. Instead, we handed people a pamphlet as they got off the plane. I'm not joking. We covered it on this show. A pamphlet for the people coming in from the affected area. And on this pamphlet, it said, if you're experiencing some flu-like symptoms, please contact this hotline. Please call this number. And we gave them a phone number, an office number, which was only available between the hours of 9am and 5pm, Monday to Friday. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Australian Rush Limbaugh has got the audacity to go on his show and say, oh, I think he's doing a tremendous job. I think he's done a wonderful job. He's the only one who's speaking psychological sense in all of this. And I give up. You know, everybody else is doing it wrong except for my guy. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is how ridiculous you end up looking if you become a shill for a particular politician. This is how ridiculous you end up looking if you become somebody who goes all in on one guy because you paint yourself into a corner. Because when the rest of society can plainly and obviously see that your guy has done a lot of shitty things wrong, then you have to keep pushing the barrow, you have to keep pretending, you have to keep making out like they're doing a tremendous fucking job when all of the other people can clearly see that that's a lie, that that's wrong. And I get it. People say, well, we can't criticize our guy because that's only going to give fuel to the opposite side. Let me give you, let me give you a little bit of a tip here. It may give fuel to the opposite side, but don't worry, the opposite side's going to find their own fuel. They're they're going to find their own fuel regardless of what you do. But what you're guaranteed to do is get independent voters and people in the middle not on your side. Because when they see you openly cheerleading and shilling and fellating somebody who's done a terrible job and trying to gaslight them into thinking that they've done a great job when it's obvious that they haven't, you're going to turn off a whole bunch of people who are sitting on the fence. You might be convincing yourself that you're doing the right thing, that you're fighting for the team, that you're, you know, you're in the trenches battling hard for your guy. But to everybody else who is not on the battlefield, they observe you and they say, whoa, these people are fucking insane. Sorry. Okay. If you are the adult in the room, you may now remove the plugs from your children's ears. You may now take the blindfold off their eyes. You may now turn the volume back up on the stream. They're they're welcome back into the room. The children are allowed back in now. Okay. Okay. Uh, if you're one of the, if you're one of our little children who are joining us, um, Scott Morrison's done a wonderful job. He's done outstandingly. The government is here to protect you from the nasty coronavirus. That's what we do on this stream, on this podcast. We tell you nice things that you want to hear, because that's what you deserve. It's what you need. Just kidding. Here's a here's a bit more of the shilling.
0: He says, "Right, get on with your job. Get Get on with your job. With your life. Get on with your life." These coronavirus figures now: one hundred and thirty-three thousand cases around the world. Uh huh. uh -huh. But uh, there's eighty-one thousand in China. Mm, Yeah. In the whole world, the whole world. Mm, Which we're talking now, the the whole whole world. world They're telling us is, pardon me, one hundred and twenty-five countries. Yeah. There have been about, say, roughly five thousand deaths. Mm Hmm. And 3,169 are in China.
1: (laughs) Again with the deaths. Remember on the show last week, we made it pretty obvious and clear that pointing to the death line, like the death total, is a completely irrelevant shill talking point. You know why? Because it doesn't take into account all of the other flow-on effects that we've been talking about here on this show. The strain on the health system, the shutting down of public gatherings, the shutting down of government departments, whole industries being shut down, public transport being shut down, people, children being sent home from school, which means, you know, the 25% of the workforce or whatever it is that's casual now has to stay home with the child. There's no childcare places. And if there were childcare places, you couldn't afford them anyway. So you now have to stay home, which means you don't get paid because you're not going to work. On top of that, the government's printing money not to give to you. They're not giving you the money. They're giving the money to the business owners, you see, the people who pay you. But you won't be getting paid to stay home if you're a casual employee. Fuck you. No, too bad. Right? One big screw job after another. And mean. in the meantime, uh, if you're in Italy, you're not allowed to travel. You're not allowed to go from one place to another. You're not allowed to leave Europe now. Well, <laughs> oh, I think he's done a tremendous job. Wonderful job.
0: So the whole world, 125 countries, one thousand seven hundred and seventy-seven. Thirty seven thousand people died in America last year from the flu.
1: There it is again. There it is again. The irrelevant talking point. The irrelevant shill talking point. I, I I don't know how I don't know what else has to happen in this news cycle for people to stop caring about how many people die from the flu. The flu didn't cause the Supreme Court to suspend um, oral arguments since 1918, which they've done. The flu didn't cause the United States government to print $1.5 trillion in stimulus. The flu didn't shut down Europe. The flu didn't shut down Italy. Why do you keep bringing the flu up like it matters? (laughs) Stop with the fucking flu shit. (laughs) The flu didn't cause half a dozen police cars to drive down Bourbon Street and demand people uh, go back to their hotels and go back to their homes. The flu didn't do that. So again, I have to point out, it's all of the other flow-on things that nobody wants to discuss. Instead, shills like Alan Jones just want to go back to, well, the flu has killed more people, so therefore, completely and utterly irrelevant.
0: Now, if you then look at the individual figures, America's got 327 million people. 327 million people mm-hmm. that have been 39 deaths. Yep. I know. There so were 37,000 she... last year from the flu. <laughs> In the UK, it's got about 56 million people.
1: Well, you know, to be fair to Corona Chan, give Corona Chan a year instead of a couple of months and see if she can catch up. You know, to be fair.
0: Ten deaths. Yeah. Fifty-six. Now, Europe is a problem because it's borderless, and it's we borderless. always said that was a problem. It's a problem, but that's not us, and it's not the world. Australia. What have we got? Twenty-four million people. Mm-hmm. Three deaths. Yep. Three deaths. We had nine hundred last year from the flu. No, no yep. one blinked. No. And now we've got to grind. You're up.
1: right. You're right. We should have banned people from gathering in crowds of more than fifty people with the flu. Like, is that the po- isn't that the point he's getting at? Right. We should have banned sporting events because of the flu last year we should have banned uh travel because of the flu last year we should have shut down europe and shut down italy because of the flu we should have printed more money because of the flu is that is that your point well no it's not my point well then shut the fuck up <laughs> then shut the fuck up because there is no point then what are you saying that we should have done all of the things that we're doing now because we had the flu no no i'm saying we shouldn't do any of it oh okay well it's happening and instead of saying how shitty it is that it's happening, you're saying, oh, you're doing such a good fucking job. He's doing. He's done a tremendous job. Outstandingly good job.
0: <laughs> the whole joint he's is going it. to come to a standstill.
1: He's winning. He's doing a good job. He's a fine job. Outstandingly good job. He shouldn't be doing any of it, but the stuff that he's doing, even though I think he shouldn't be doing it, he's doing a fucking good job.
0: <laughs> stay at home. I can't stay figure at home. It out. When you stay at home? And no one will buy here. Yeah. Stay at home. that You don't come to juniors. Stay at home. How do they survive? Yeah. How do people here continue to have a job? We say, oh, stay at home. <laughs> you might get to – don't shake hands with people. I mean, honestly, so people now are shopping online, but there are many people, and this business we're here is one of them, where it is in-store business. Mm-hmm. You don't buy a drink at the bar here online. A lot of people shop online. but.
1: Uh, don't worry, they're closing the bars and the restaurants and all that too, just like we suspected. Uh, there was um, to one of the listeners who got in touch last week when I said, uh, you know, it's probably a smart idea to go out and just get a little bit extra, uh, even though the government is telling you don't buy extra because that makes you a horrible, selfish person. Uh, don't start listening to them now. Do you know? Do yourself a favour and fucking ignore that. Ignore that shit. Um, the government doesn't want you buying extra because it makes them look bad. <laughs> that's what that's that's the point here. They don't want you buying extra because if they if the images of empty shelves show up on the news, then people are going to accuse the government of doing a bad job, unfortunately. So, uh no, the government doesn't care about your your, you know, safety. They don't care about whether or not you can feed Nana. They couldn't care less. Government exists to protect itself. So, I, you know, I said, you know, wouldn't be a dumb idea to go out, get yourself a little bit extra, make sure you're covered just in case you've got to stay home for the next couple of weeks, because if they're willing to shut down the NBA, the MLB, the EPL, the AFL, the NRL, wrestle fucking mania, if they're willing to shut down all of these things, then don't be surprised when they shut down the local supermarket. And if they do shut down the local supermarket, I don't think standing out the front of the supermarket screaming about it's all political is going to change anything, right? I don't think that's going to work. I don't think they're going to let you in because, you know, you, you're you a big fucking conservative guy. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works now. I don't think they're going to let you in because the flu killed more people last year. I don't think it's going to be relevant somehow. To which I got the response, they're not going to shut the government down. That's stupid. Like, it will never happen here. It will never happen here. Again and again and again and again. We keep getting the same line. It will never happen here. So I just I was reading a reading the news this morning. Oh, next week, by the way, uh, a thousand supermarkets in Australia are going to shut down midweek. <laughs> shut down. Nobody in. Nobody allowed in. Oh goody. They're protecting us. <laughs> It'll never happen here, though. It'll never happen here.
0: A lot of these products are in store. In store. And we start saying, "Don't go outside." Oh no, someone will breathe on you, and you'll be in trouble. Yeah. The big issue here, and this is where Morrison, I think, has done a terrific job, but failing.
2: (laughs) Did you hear that?
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: Do you see the problem that arises when you shill for a particular politician when you try so hard to fellate them? <laughs> when you're when you're filleting a, pol- a politician publicly so hard for so long, do you see the corner that you paint yourself into? He literally just said that the prime minister is doing a tr- a terrific job, but failing. <laughs> 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 hey, yes, he's done a tremendous job, but he's failing. But it's not his fault. He's done a great job. It's all of your fault. You're panicking. <laughs> Alan, Alan, do you not hear how ridiculous that sounds? He's failing brilliantly.
0: <laughs> One more time. A lot of people shop online, but much, a lot of these products are in store. In store. And we start saying, don't go outside. Oh, no, someone will breathe on you and you'll be in trouble. Yeah. The big issue here, and this is where Morrison, I think, has done a terrific job, but failing. <laughs> okay.
1: A terrific job, but failing. Makes sense to me. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? We're going to have to break this up into two episodes. I'm going to have to come back tomorrow and give you the rest of the stuff. Don't worry. Remember the drones that we showed you flying around China, ordering people to go back to their house, um, barking orders at them that they shouldn't be out on the street? Don't worry. That's coming to the United States too. Don't You don't have to believe me. That's okay. I'm used to people saying it'll never happen here now. So much so that I actually welcome the words, it'll never happen here. I love hearing it. Because it gives me another opportunity to shatter. Pop that bubble. It, it's happening there. Don't worry, it's coming. Um we've got celebrities talking about the coronavirus. But one more story before I go. So we'll break it up into two shows. We'll do we'll come back to this tomorrow. I've got one more story for you. The important stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Dole out. Sex doll shortage for UK and US customers as coronavirus shuts factories and halts production in China. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Britain and America's sex doll industry has suffered a major blow to the coronavirus outbreak, it has been revealed. Oh, oh, heaven for Fen! Oh the humanity. Nearly all of the West's X-rated dolls are shipped in from Chinese factories. But there has now been a huge slump in deliveries. The market has gone flaccid. Jade Stanley, who runs Sex Doll Official, told The Sun Online there has been a slowdown. The problem is workers took three or four days off Chinese New Year. They've gone home, been quarantined, and in some cases welded into their own homes, presumably with a sex doll. (laughs) Oh, the tragedy! The tragedy! (laughs) <laughs> Tiara in the chat. What a world we live in when you can get infected by your robot wife. You should be so lucky. They've gone home, been quarantined, and been unable to return to the factories. Jade, 36 from Bromsgrove, Worcestershire, her biz, uh, launched her business in 2018. And last year, it became the UK's first to offer a rental service. Sex doll rentals, ladies and gentlemen. Hand it back once the deed is done. She said, I guess if you just wear a mask, you'll be fine. She said, the service is popular with widowers and is socially awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and the dolls can be crafted to the client's specifications. But they are now in short supply due to the manufacturing lockdowns across China. Fuck dolls are cancelled, Evelyn in the chat. Mama 4J added, people who buy these products are often people who can't or don't want to go out a lot. It seems like this is the perfect time to have a sex doll. That's especially so with coronavirus, we are having an awful lot of phone calls. <laughs> look, look, I'm I'm stuck in my apartment for like the next couple of weeks. Uh, I can't go outside, and nobody's going to come in. Uh, nobody wants to come to my apartment anyway. Generally, uh, could you please uh, send me a plastic dick pin cushion, if possible, and I'll send it back. I'll I'll sterilise it before I send it back. No, I don't want to buy one. I just want to rent it. I just want to rent one. I'll see you in hell. I see you in hell. I just want to rent one. Like I don't want to keep it forever. You know, I'm not some kind of fucking pervert over here. I just want one for a little while and then I'll send it back to you. All right, then. All right, my son. By 2020, the sex toy industry will be worth an estimated 38 billion dollars. With Sex Dolls, one of its fastest developing products, costing up to 15,000 pounds a pop. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not cheap. Last week, we told how wife swappers had vowed to carry on swinging as coronavirus fears grip the nation. We're going to keep on swinging. Well, I've got news for the swingers, ladies and gentlemen. That That may last in the UK. I know swingers and wife swappers in the UK are saying it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here. They're never going to ban this stuff over here. Guess again. <laughs> Mayor bans orgies, threesomes, and gangbangs because of coronavirus.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: if you are <were> worried... <laughs> If you were worried about them banning groups of a 1,000 people, I understand. If you were worried about them banning groups of 50 people, I understand. Apparently now Donald Trump says, well, we're going to think about banning groups of 10 people, I understand. But now they're banning groups of three in the bedroom, in your bedroom. (laughs) You can still fuck in the park. No, Tiara, they banned it. That's called dogging. So they've banned dogging in the UK because of that. Believe it or not. Italy has been hit especially hard by the coronavirus outbreak. In the last month, the country has reported over 600 deaths and more than 10,000 COVID-19 infections. Now, the mayor of Buglano... Buglano? Buglano. Buglano. I don't know how to say it. Italy has issued a statement prohibiting orgies and (laughs) gangbangs... We must put the stop to the gangbangs. Inside the city limits. So you have to drive outside the city limits if you want to have your gangbang. Maybe a truck stop, I imagine. Or just go out, just go out into a nature reserve somewhere. As long as you're having your gang bang outside the city limits, the city has no juris my diction over you. So that's a plus, I guess. Of course, they have banned travel across Italy, unfortunately. So you're not actually allowed to travel out of the cities unless it's for work or an emergency. Maybe you can argue that the gangbang is an emergency. Maybe you do it for a living, you can get around it that way. As long as some kind of money changes hands, that might be the way to do it. But other than that, it seems as though your gangbanging days for now are temporarily over, unfortunately. It'll never happen here. In a statement, Mayor Fabio Bujlani said, as an additional measure for coronavirus containment, Orgies and gangbangs are forbidden throughout the municipal territory of Bugelano. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The real cock blockers, huh? No more orgies, no more gangbangs for, for you terrible, terrible infected peasants out there. Those, those Vatican parties are going to be boring now. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we've got for tonight. I need to get to this poor little crying puppy, which you can probably hear in the background. She needs a daddy. She needs her daddy to nurse her to sleep. Thank you so much for joining us. If you'd like to become a sub- uh, supporter of the show, please head to patreon.com slash bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to tell me about your orgies and gangbangs, then you can do so by following me on Twitter at Bumper. Don't forget to follow our friends, ladies and gentlemen, at realpersonpltcs, at chrismc44, at wisecensored, at ukneil, at winningtv, uh, at iceman4433 at uh, Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen, at Irrational Times, uh, JJ Stoner. Follow the lot. Follow the whole gang. Don't forget about the big empty. Watched him yesterday every week on uh, Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Major Tom. So many people to follow out there. So do your absolute best. Voice of Reason, thank you so much for the diamond, sir. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow night. I can't tell you exactly what time because, like I said, shit's a little crazy right now. But I'll do my absolute best to be around 7 o'clock. So hopefully you can join us then. Uh, If not, uh, I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. The chest is open. Until tomorrow, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.